Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I am your host, yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of drbarrypierre.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. This week, we bring you episode 206, and I get to talk about my personal thoughts on the CDC both good and more importantly, a little bit of bad. Reason being, I think the CDC has made my job and the job of a lot of my healthcare and public health professionals much tougher than it needs to have been, especially over these past couple of years when dealing with COVID, COVID vaccine, and just really health information in general. So we're going to talk about, you know, where I think they've done right, more importantly, where I think they've done wrong and what they need to improve to try to make my job just a little bit easier, right? So you know what to do. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Share this out to five or 10 friends, especially those who you know hate the CDC and think that I'm like in bed with the CDC. Share those out to those couple of folks too, man. Y'all guys, be blessed. Let's get ready for another amazing episode here on the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. This week, we are going to be talking about my love and hate relationship with the CDC, which is the Center for Disease Control. And it is it is one, obviously, if you heard, this is your first time listening or uh, watching uh, this series or listening to any of my content, you know that I quote the CDC a lot because it is such a significant governing body, especially in the field of public health. I am not only am I an osteopathic physician, uh, but I have my master's in public health degree. And with that, I have have such a different outlook when it comes to disease prevention, just taking care of patients. I, I never, since getting my public health, I've said this before on record that getting that public health degree has made me such more a more proficient and more well-rounded, empathetic physician because I realized that it isn't just about the one person sitting in front of me. It's about the group. It's about the whole and how that whole, uh, you know, levels of society and everything else can affect the one person that happens to be sitting in front of me. So I want to talk about one. Let's let's give a little quick little breakdown of what the CDC is. And then we're going to be talking about why I have this kind of push-pull love and hate relationship. Now, many of you are extremely familiar with the CDC, especially during, depending on if you're watching this, you know, at the time I dropped this, the CDC has kind of been our governing body per se, right? I don't say governing body, but it's, it's been kind of the kind of the soundboard, especially when it comes to COVID-19 and COVID-19 recommendations, COVID-19, you know, restrictions. I It's been in that soundboard. It's been the one thing that people typically refer to. And that's been great. But unfortunately, you know, throughout this whole entire process, there's been some missteps. There's been some misspeak. Uh, there's even been some a little bit of controversy. And I, I want to kind of talk about the controversy and how that's kind of really affected me as a public health professional, as a physician, one who's been having to take care of patients uh, with COVID-19, affected with COVID-19 at pretty much all different levels. Again, I take care of patients 
in an outpatient setting, right? When they get sick, they get COVID, they call me. Um, I take care of patients inside the acute care center of the hospital. I take care of patients in our long-term care facilities, as well as rehab. So I take care of patients at different levels who've been stricken with COVID-19. So I've seen the effects, you know, from A to Z, right? And I've seen what COVID-19 has done over these past two plus years. And and I, again, I would love to say that I wish that every step of the way the CDC was right with me and was right with and by me, by me, with most of my colleagues, as far as kind of giving the right information, making it easy for us and for the public to digest. But unfortunately, that has not been the case. So let's give a quick little, you know, I just want a quick little, you know, you know, a textbook definition of the CDC. That way we all can kind of get a wrap our heads around it. CDC is the National Public Health Agency of the United States under the Department of Health and Human Services, headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia. The main goal is the protection of public health and safety through the control and prevention of disease, injury, and disability in the United States and worldwide. The CDC focuses national attention on developing and applying disease control and prevention. It especially focuses attention on infectious disease, aka COVID-19, foodborne pathogens, environmental health, occupational safety and health, health promotion, injury prevention, education activities designed to improve the health of the United States citizens, right? And so again, when, when we talk about the CEC, many of you have come across the, 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 the teachings and this, the announcements and everything from the CDC standpoint. Like you have heard where, you know, they say, hey, you know what, don't eat lettuce from a specific restaurant because there's an outbreak we notice, right? And at the second you hear anything in that regards, you come to a complete stop and you stop eating that lettuce at that specific restaurant because, hey, you have this governing body, again, that look, that's really our national public health arm that says, hey, we're noticing an infection coming from specifically from a type of food, specifically from a type of restaurant, don't eat it, right? And, and because you hear that, because you know that, you kind of fall in tension. But what I've seen, especially over these two plus years, is that now when the CDC kind of gives recommendations on COVID-19, there's kind of this level of distrust and dismay with what the CDC says. Sorry to break your concentration. I know you're probably knee deep into today's episode, but do not forget, check out our Lunch and Learn community store, shop.drbarrypierre.com. Remember to use the code EMPOWER10. And make sure you are leaving us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. And again, I'm not, and I'm not here to tell you and here to champion that the CDC has done everything 100% correct or said it correctly. Right? I think, me personally, I think as a physician, one of the biggest issues the CDC has is that its messaging has sometimes been off and really not really congruent with what kind of the general population is thinking. And I think just that level of confusion that we've seen has caused some mistrust. And I'm not talking about the people who always mistrusted the CDC specifically. And I want to say this because because I mentioned like that lettuce example. Typically, when the CDC says, hey, stop eating that lettuce, I don't see too many people fighting to eat that lettuce, right? You don't see people say like, oh, no, 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 the CDC says that I don't believe the CDC, I'm still going to eat that lettuce. You don't really see that occur. But when it comes to kind of vaccine, vaccine 
uh, prevention, especially in regards to disease process. Now, when the CDC says something, you know, you have some people who are staunchly like, oh, my God, I'm not listening to nothing the CDC says, right? Like everything the CDC says is a lie. And I think that comes from one, there's some people who just mistrust government. We 100% understand that as a physician, I've taken care of patients. I've, you know, I'm on social media. I've seen the comments. I've seen people comment. I've seen the people who have a distrust for uh, big government and government in general. Okay, got that. Um, it's those who have a sense of mistrust in the government that's really not based on anything factual. Those are the ones that become are a little difficult, right? Because again, how can you argue with someone whose basis is, you know, foundationally a lie, right? You really can't do that, right? And as a health professional, as a physician, one who's on social media educating as much as I can, I've learned to kind of navigate. Uh, with people who, yes, I can educate and get them to the truth, and those who are so fixated on the foundation of lies that you're not going to shake them, right? You know, it, it's much easier. I just got to go this way. Let that person kind of live on that lifeboat over there. But like, as we come up on the two year anniversary, right? And I want, I want to, I want to kind of highlight, I want to kind of highlight, uh, you know, kind of uh, a timeline. Uh, you know, that the CDC has, right? So as we come up on a two-year anniversary of uh, the CDC, right, in terms of first recognizing, right, the first U.S. laboratory-confirmed case of COVID-19 in the United States occurred January 18th, right? Like, it, in the, they took it on January 18th, they confirmed it on the 20th, right? So we're coming up on two years, depending on when you listen to this episode, when we first said, hey, you know what? COVID is here. Not necessarily COVID is alive because that was done earlier, but like COVID is here. January 20th was the first time we kind of diagnosed our first case here. And unfortunately, right, with over 800,000 deaths later since January 20th, uh, COVID is still here alive and well. I implore you, if you have not had a chance, make sure you check out last week's episode of Medicine Mondays. Um, where I kind of talked about the Omicron variant. I kind of gave an update on some of those numbers there because it's, it's like I said, it, it's it's sad to hear. So we're coming up on a time frame where dealing with COVID and dealing with another wave, right? We were hoping, I was hoping, right? I was optimistic last year that, you know, I think by the end of 2021, we could be turning a corner. Unfortunately, by the end of 2021, it looks like we're going right back up another hill. And this hill happens to be much higher than before. Now, given that information, right, given the fact that we are going through a, another subsequent wave of infections, of hospitalizations, of deaths, given all of that, what has really, you know, wanted me to pull my hair out, especially when dealing with the CDC is that they reckon they note what they notice is that hey you know what let's let's go back on some of our claims right let's go back on some of the restrictions i don't want to say restrictions but essentially the restrictions uh that we had uh for it for these patients here because what we see now with the cdc as far as you know, quarantine and isolation has gotten a lot of my colleagues furious because what started to occur is that, again, cases are going up, you know, infections are going up, 
hospitalizations are going up. And what the CD says is, you know what? We initially recommended you guys, you know, stay home for about 10 days. But you know what? Let's cut it down to five. And I mind you, the CDC is not alone on this, right? When you look at some of the sporting uh, agencies, NFL, NBA, all of a sudden they're starting to revise, you know, their quarantine restrictions, their isolation restrictions. They're starting to revise those things. And when when you hear what the CDC says, right? Again, like I said, good intentions, good intentions. They say, hey, you know what? Based off the information that we have, based off you know the treatment options available, we don't think you need to stay quarantined for as long, right? And again, I'll, I'll kind of read up on you know what our CDC w- wants us to do now. So, uh, so the CDC says. If you test positive for COVID-19, everyone, regardless of vaccination status, should stay home for five days, right? And again, that's a that's a decrease. And many, I just said that our cases are running up. If you have no symptoms or your symptoms are resolving after five days, you can leave your house and you can continue to wear a mask around others for an additional five days. If you have a fever, continue to stay home until your fever resolves. Right. Like that's that was that's been the biggest change in the isolation protocol, quarantine protocol that the CDC dropped on us. And it hit a lot of healthcare professionals like a ton of bricks, because here we are having to deal with another subsequent wave. And in the middle of the wave, not even in the middle, I'm sorry, I can't even say the middle. The wave is really about to start climbing in the middle of the climbing of the wave, you say, hey, you know what? We need to get people, this is what people, this is what people are interpreting. We need to get people back to work. We need to get people back outside. And because we need to get that sooner than later, let's reduce the amount of time. And of course, what happens, right? You know, if if they, if the, if the sporting agency, CDC, recommend less stays, guess what? They're going to tell their players, hey, you can, you know, you don't have to stay away from us as many days as you did before, right? So it's going to be a significant domino effect that's going to transpire. And what a lot of our colleagues feel and we've always felt that at you know at times the CDC does not necessarily have the people's right interest at hand, but more kind of the or more of a business like approach. Like, hey, things need to open up, things need to stay open, so we need people back. And as, as again, I, I've been dealing with having to defend you know what the CDC says. I've been dealing with having to defend what the CDC meant. And of course, it doesn't make it any easier, right? Because when I talk about those those anti-government people, right? Like this is all they need. Like, yeah, you see, look, they don't, they can't even, they can't even agree to agree, right? Like this is, we don't need this level of discourse happening, especially while we're still in the pandemic. But, you know, here it is. And as a physician, I don't agree, right? I don't agree that going, you know, having less quarantine days makes any sense, especially as the wave is shooting up, right? Like if you would have told me cases are going down, infections are going down, deaths are, if you would have told me we were going in the right direction, okay, let me, I I can, I can listen to a conversation that says, hey, you know what, if you're vaccinated, right? Because again, this and this is one thing I I never I don't necessarily like, as you see when it said regardless of your vaccination status, I feel like if you're going to have, you know, a uh, a withdrawal right of 
where you are a pullback, right? If you're going to have a pullback of what your, your, your initial isolation restrictions were, you have to give the benefit of the people who happen to be vaccinated. Like you can't be like, oh, if you're, regardless of your vaccination status, everyone comes back after five days. No, that doesn't make any sense. Because again, what you do, right? You now incentivize people to say, hey, like, why do I need to get vaccinated if, you know, if both of, if we, if, whether I get vaccinated or not, I just have to stay away for five days and I'm good to go, right? Like you're, you're not incentivizing what needs to be incentivized, which is prevention, which here you'll hear on, you know, my show, any other show where when we talking about vaccines, right, when we're talking about diseases, prevention is always going to be recommended rather than treatment like that. We're never going to rec like I'm never going to recommend, oh, you know what, just go ahead and get, you know, the newest uh, drugs by Merck and um, who's, who's our other one, Pfizer, right? Like if you happen to get the, the virus, right? Or just, you know, go to the hospital, get remdesivir and some steroids. Like we're, I'm never going to say that is what you should be going for. I'm always going to say, hey, this is, you know what? I would try to avoid it. Meaning I would social distance as much as possible. I would wear masks as much as possible. And more importantly, I would get vaccinated. And now, especially because of, again, I talk about this wave that we're dealing with, especially with Omicron, like I would get boosted as well. So if you've already been vaccinated, like, and you're eligible to get boosted, go get the booster as well. So that's where like my train of thought is. And as a public health professional, as a physician, like I have to continue to champion that. So even when I talk to my friends and my family and they ask me, hey, what do you think about this new recommendation? I say, hey, you know what? I'll be honest. I don't agree. I don't agree that going down on the quarantine days makes any sense, especially, again, I've said this before, especially if you're not vaccinated. If you are not vaccinated, you can't tell me that, you know, you should have really the same privileges, right, as a person who's vaccinated. I'm just sorry. I got to, I'll just be honest. I'll say it here, you know, throw your tomatoes, throw your tomatoes. But like when we are trying to, especially, you know, get over, right, when we're trying to battle through this pandemic, which we are, we've been losing terribly. Again, we're going on, we're going on calendar year, um, you know, number three, right, you know, COVID-19 was obviously, as the 19 suggests, was first diagnosed in 2019. We're going into the year 2022 now, still dealing with COVID-19, still having really no way to corral, um, you know, its variants, its disease process. We're still, you know, dealing with the, the, the immense pressure of increased hospitalizations, increased ER visits, all right, elective surgeries being canceled everywhere. And at a time like this, we don't need the governing body, aka the CDC, sending out these mixed messages, you know, that make it harder, right, for people like me to get on here and tell y'all, you know, what you should be doing or not doing, right? Like it, it just is what it is, right? And that's, and again, like I said, when I when I talk about when I especially when I tell when I'm talking to patients and I'm just kind of on here online, the CDC is always going to be a source of information that I recommend. I say, hey, you know. This is where this is this, you know, if you especially for the patient, because the CDC does a great job breaking down information on disease process that, you know, a normal Joe Blow person can read. So I love sending my patients to read. Hey, you know, this article is on CDC on this disease. Go ahead and read that. I love doing it because they do such a great job, you know, talking in terms 
that a patient, right, who isn't necessarily medically inclined could understand. But unfortunately, what they've done, right, when they when we talk about you know breakthrough diseases, right, we've we've said this before. We had doctors, we had Dr. Cynthia on here, who again, who kind of you know stated the point that this the term breakthrough disease is more of a media term more than anything else, right, because breakthrough again and I'll I'll put myself in the in the the seat right or in the mind of you know those who are completely against vaccines and completely against the government anyway like when they hear breakthrough they're hearing oh I got the vaccine and I still ended up getting the 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 virus covid-19 which means the vaccine doesn't work right so when they hear breakthrough that's what they're saying Right. But in the terms of the CDC public health, it was really just a way to measure, say, hey, like the, those who get COVID-19, test positive COVID-19, who happen to have already gotten the vaccine. That was really the measure. But people will equate and try to kind of combine like, hey, look, this is a person got a breakthrough disease, which means the vaccine did not work. And if you understand, and I've said this before countless times, um, right from the beginning, this vaccine was never, ever supposed to prevent you from giving COVID-19. It was always, and you, you've, especially if you, if you watch my show, you listen to my podcast, you know I've said this kind of verbatim. The goal was always to prevent you from seeing me in a hospital and or dying. That's always been the goal of vaccines. Can I reduce your chance of seeing Dr. Pierre in the hospital or dying from COVID-19? And we know far out that clearly that answer is yes, like 100%. Because even as we go through these peaks and waves, as we went through with Delta, as we will go through with Omicron, we will see that the majority of cases will tend to be people who are unvaccinated. It just is what it is. You know, don't fight me, fight the numbers, right? So, and I'm talking to my non, to my anti-vax folks, fight the numbers. Don't, don't, don't argue with me. None, nothing you can say here. So when you have that, right, our governing body really has to be kind of like on 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 right with us, right? You got to be right with us or then you have me and a lot of my other colleagues having to, you know, publicly challenge like, hey, guys, like I hear what the CDC is saying, but uh-uh, this is that's not it, right? That's not it. That's not what we're going to recommend. So again, I, as as we come up on year year 2, right? Year 2 of our first case of uh, COVID-19, right? And again, let me just, uh, you know, just for just for real time sake, just so we can get a, a, an ad- adequate number. Uh, right now, as we come up on year two, um, we, are, we are crossing 60 million, right? 60 million point two to be exact, wait, 60 million cases of COVID-19 since it was first confirmed to the United States two years ago, right? That's, yeah, which is sad, right? And 836,000 deaths, right? Just just crazy numbers, crazy numbers. But, you know, all we can do, right, again, all we can do is say is that as as someone who's on the front lines, like we, I need, I need, not want, I need, you know, those who are the governing body, those who are the media south piece uh, for the United States and, you know, who, what everyone you know, whether they like them or dislike them, uh, tends to follow, right? I, I kind of need them to kind of be more realistic and be kind of, you know, hands on the ground uh, with these recommendations, right? Like if if it's one thing, if it's one thing I can go back and at the start of this pandemic, I, I just wish their messaging was better, 
Like, that's really what it is, right? Like, again, what they're saying, you know, isn't, uh, isn't, you know, it isn't wrong, but it's the way they present the message that causes that confusion. And, you know, in, in, in business, we talk, you know, a confused buyer, uh, a confused customer is not a buyer, right? Like they don't, like if someone is confused at your message, right? And if your message is to get vaccinated, but you're saying, hey, it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated, if you get sick, stay away for five days and come right back to work because we because we, we can't afford you to be in. Like if your message is that, you're going to lose a lot of people, right? And you're going to lose that trust, right? And like here on the Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry, Medicine Mondays, you know, our goal is to continue to establish, you know, trust within the healthcare system because once you trust the healthcare system, then, you know, when we give, you know, our concerns, when we give our guidelines, when we give our recommendations, you're more likely to follow them. That's all I got to say, right? So again, I'm yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre. Again, I want to thank you guys. Again, we are going on year two, year two of this pandemic. Um, for those who are watching this, listening to this, and have lost family members, right? It's, you know, my heart goes out to you because because I know, right? I know that there. I hope, right? I hope that there wasn't any misinformation or even disinformation that got to your family members that caused their death, right? Because again, I, I talked about it was we got eight hundred and thirty six thousand deaths. I, I wish. I wish. I could say that we could prevent all of them, but that's not true. But I know that there is some of them, some of those 830,000, 836,000 that could have been prevented if the right information was brought to them, if they weren't confused, if they weren't, you know, if they weren't kind of back and forth. I just know it is because I've, again, like I've said, I've taken care of those patients, right? I've taken care of a patient in the hospital about to be intubated, understanding that it likely they were never not going to be extubated. And, and I, and having those conversations with them and saying, man, I wish I got vaccinated. Right. Like I've been there. Right. And I've, I've FaceTime families as they had to say goodbye to their loved ones. Right. I've been there. I'm going to continue to be there because again, right now pandemic is still here, still running, still kicking. Um, you know, all, all we can do, right. All we can do, especially as, you know, here on lunch and learn, all we can do is provide you guys with the most clearest, um, you know, message around. And if any, anytime there's any confusion, cause you know, I guys, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do it anytime. Anytime I see there's any confusion from the top, I will make sure to get on live, get on the video, get on the podcast and say like, Hey, like I hear what they're saying over there, but this is what they really mean. And this is what we want you guys to get from it. Right. So this is your truly Dr. Barry Pierre again, thanking you again for, again, just listening, right. Or watching, depending on uh, where you, uh, you're getting this, uh, you guys be blessed and I'm gonna see you next week. Thank you for getting to the end of the episode. I am yours truly Dr. Barry Pierre, favorite board certified internist. Like always remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review and more importantly, share this to at least two of the five of your friends and family members that you know that could be empowered with the words that you heard today. Again, so appreciative of all you guys' support. See you guys next week.